PKN474. How are you, boys? Very well. Very well. We're Doing talking good. about a little baseball today, Taylor and I was. Very excited about the Braves. They're breaking all sorts of records. They're they're honing in on the single season home run record for a team, which is 305 for the Twins. They set it in 2019. That was a year that they juiced the ball. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a silly record. Before that, it was like 268. I think the Yankees had that like just a few years prior to that. And then a few teams were like verging on it. But the Braves have like, I don't remember exactly, 275. I'm going to call it 275. Like they're Here's second my, all time already. My question, is their trajectory to break it or do they have to have a few good games? Narrowly. They've got 12 games to hit like 25 homers. They can't have any bad games. As a team, though, and plus you, you've got th- you got five guys on the team with more than thirty, I think. Wow, that's a lot. That's they're a lot. really doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah, but you got five guys. <laughs> like, I mean, there's only so many positions on a baseball. There's only like thing. nine hitters, right? Is that how that works? What's the yeah. cycle nine? If yeah. five of the nine have thirty home runs this year, that I mean, it's, it's are there only nine probably. hitters for the whole baseball game? Well, I mean, if everything. All right, so they don't. Do have... they just do the same nine over and over? I'm realizing I don't know how baseball works. Well, the lineup changes a lot if if the pitcher comes out, or, and then they've now changed the designated hitter rule. So so yeah, more or less, it could only be nine games if nobody moves around. So there's nobody guys nine hitters. never ever nine hitters. Why would why would that be? There's pinch runners, I guess. There's a pinch runner somewhere who's like, yeah, they called me up because I'm fast. And like all he does is jump in to run for somebody in a really important situation, maybe. Does everybody in the dugout have to bat every game? Well, if you are a position, you can't play the field without batting unless they remove you from the lineup before it's, and then they can't put you back in into the same position. You know, does that make sense? So, like, I couldn't have you play in second base because you're just so good at it. And then it's time for you to bat when we go on offense. Oh, take Taylor out, put uh, Omar in, he can find uh-huh. a swing. Okay. I want to explain it, anymore. and I want you to tell me if I have it right. Yeah, they're kind of nine starters, and those are the people that play all game, and those are the only batters. The whole team doesn't bat; only the nine sort of starters. Nope. No. No. I'm, like, all right, so correct. Let me let me, let me let me do this scenario. Taylor's playing second base. Yes. Mm. We want to take him out of the game because he's hurt. Somebody else has to go in and play second base and bat in his slot. Like, are there only nine field right, players but that's, at a time, or is it 11? Seven, eight. We're testing it's, it's, it's nine, yeah. roughly. Yeah, like, I I'm just counting the nine. field positions. So there's, there's, Zach says there's 10. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who am I missing? Catcher. Four plus three in the outfield. Nine, that seven, field, plus and a DH. Eight, nine. I'm getting... Oh, the, de- the Designated hitter. hitter. Okay. What about field positions? I wasn't trying to trick you. I was asking how many field positions there were. I didn't. I well, thought nine. there were like there's nine. I was thinking of football, and I'm like, there's eleven field people, but only nine people are batting. So I guess you take the two worst. But no, it's nine and nine. Then what? What the hell is everybody else doing on the bench? Are they all just backups? Like, because there's way more than nine people in the bench. Well, there's there's a lot of people on the team, right? I mean, there's the yeah. bullpen. There's the guys who are going to pitch. They're they're out there. Most a lot of the pitchers are out there, but all the other starting pitchers are in here. Um, 
Jack could never let any of my St. Louis friends hear this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Because people are fucking obsessed with baseball here. You can't like you can't bring up the Cardinals in passing without them being like, you look, you see the new guy, Akunales, and I'm like, yeah. But one of the things that's confusing is people total, and I guess typically ten play uh, of those twenty six. And like Taylor said, it does seem like there's a lot of backups now of course i know pitchers don't play every day but there's just a lot of backups boom you know that that just seems to be true more so than i think a bigger percentage of the football team will play today yeah i don't know i i know with like college football there's like 60 guys over there and like there's a whole two teams worth who sometimes don't play it's like i would i would put it like this i would mm -hmm. say in a tradition in a standard baseball game when everybody nobody's coming out you know, the, the second baseman is going to finish the game. The pitcher may change. Um, the, the pitcher will change nowadays, maybe two or three times. But nobody else is going anywhere unless okay. you know, yeah. something but comes like, up. Zach, Zach said there's 55 people on a football team, which actually I think I knew. Between the offense, the defense and the special teams, most of them play. You know, yeah. there probably aren't many people who didn't like need to strap on their cleats that day probably you know mm. maybe the backup quarterback even he yeah. i think holds it like kick or something like yeah it, it seems like in modern football there's like four or five guys who run the ball you don't have that one marquee guy so much anymore that's interesting probably smart like they can't risk an obviously injury to that guy. Egg, yeah eggs and baskets and so forth <laughs> yeah yeah yes, and all, yes. there's something about the the football has changed since I paid a lot of attention to it, which is a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And that the running backs, it's like even star running backs aren't highly valued. They never get that second contract. They think that, all right, Taylor, you may have had the, you may have been the best in the season this year, but if I took another guy, I'd hardly have any decline from what you did. Is the idea in football lately. It seems I don't pay much attention to it. Yeah. I I tried to watch Monday night football the other night and I was like, where are the white people? There's some, aren't there? There's, isn't there one? Where is he? Where did y'all hide him? Yeah, you're not going to like basketball. And then, I, then, they, then they zoomed in on this guy. He had this big stack of papers. He looked. He was red in the face. He was having to keep everything organized. He had two headsets on at once. He was he was dragging a guy. No, no, you go this way, not that way. And he had three fucking clipboards. And there, there's the white guy. Dude, it's the absolute know. inverse of the NHL, where the NHL will be like, it's diversity night here in Detroit versus Chicago. So we're shining a light on Steve Johnson, who's 132nd black. And they're like, that's <laughs> right, Tom. Diversity <laughs> raises its head. <laughs> like, like there's just we not call very many Pocahontas. black people. <laughs> Every once in a while, they get like a, like a fully black person. And they're like, look, we got it. a black guy. A black guy in the NHL, we got him. You know, show the it's diversity night. Show him. Show uh, Simmons. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. convinced oh, with are... hockey, it's because it's so expensive to play. And just culturally, I guess a lot of black people aren't into it. It's northern. You know, they, like it's a northern changed... culture. And there's fewer black people the further north you go. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Swimming. I'm sorry, Kyle keeps trying to talk. And swimming. It's a winter sport, just like basketball is. So a lot of the people that have those like sort of long, lean swimmers' bodies. Are playing basketball that are black more money in basketball if i were mm. if i had the option unless you're michael phelps level which obviously he, that guy's probably wealthier than any of the nba guys save like like lebron because he's got like subway money and that kind of shit but other than that you got to go nba 
that, that yeah i bet there's out. more nba players i bet there's a lot of nba players who are wealthier than there's more Phelps, spots but, there's yeah more spots. but but the, it, the point yeah. stands that only the tippy top and swimming yeah. make any money yeah. i was thinking like, like snowboard ahead of you it's like that meme where you've got the the, the road parks yeah. <laughs> on the left is being the only black guy in the pool for the rest of your fucking life on the right <laughs> <laughs> well, this path has been carved many a time, and it always goes well for us. Let's let's go right. Like, we had a black guy on my college right, team. He was so fast, and he like skipped every fucking practice. We'd like, please come to the meet. We really this team's hard to beat. Will you come? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And then he just fucking dominate everyone. That was our. Wow. Is there? There's no discipline on the the college swim team. Like the coach isn't I, like. You don't get to swim the first three runs if you're not here for practice or however that would be. No, no, our coach was not like that. He he was like, "Oh, are you fast? You win. You you move aside, Taylor. <laughs> you know, oh, you know, yeah. Tyrone, DeAndre, here. get out there. What are you thinking, buddy? <laughs> get out of his way." Dude, I, I've told you this like with my my the high school Bring hockey team. concentration <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for my high school hockey team. Like the only like. There were multiple of us, but the only two of us who actually played much higher level hockey than high school was me and this guy, Dan. And and Dan had played on other teams that we played on a lot of teams together. And he's the guy who would show up for high school practice like like fucked up, like drunk, high, mm-hmm. like not with it. He would not track with what the coach told him to do for drills. He'd be like, Dan, lead us off. And he'd be like, he 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 like had mm-hmm. a phrase that he would only say when he was wasted. And he'd be like, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and so like the coach would be like, Dan, that's not the drill. And he'd be like, fair enough, fair enough. And, it's just, he'd, and he'd be skating around. And But he was so good, right? He was incredible. He was incredible at hockey. <clears throat> and so like every once in a while, a game would come around and they'd be like, Dan, if you're not dressed by the time we're skating out on the ice, you're not playing the first period or two periods or something. And he was, he would like roll in smelling like beer like three minutes before and it's hockey this isn't basketball you put on a lot of equipment in hockey and so he's mm-hmm. like like they're about to like start the game and he's still not got his jersey on he's taking his time and he'd get out there and i remember this coach this this fat piece of shit coach it was his first year and he tried to be a big hardo about it and he was like all right dan you're not playing the first two periods you're sitting and after like one period of that i like in between periods talked and i was like coach this is that you're punishing me right now. You're punishing mm-hmm. me. Is that what you want to do? I took 21 shots in the first period. You're punishing <laughs> me for this. You're punishing me. Please let Dan play. And Dan is like on the bench, like fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> like, and, he's, and then they would, they would let him like play Dan. sometimes. Dan was hilarious. And he would like, I would see him jump out and I'd be like, yes, Dan's <laughs> here. Dan's here to help. And he would like, he'd get in trouble sometimes because I'd like, he would skate back around me like I would a lot of the goalies in this league sucked so hard that like, you know, if you've watched hockey, they'll ring the puck around the boards back the behind the net. And most goalies wouldn't even go back there to stop it and set up the play. And mm-hmm. I did. I would go back there, stop, set up the play. And I would like set it up for Dan. And he'd be like, watch this. I'm going to score. And then just, <laughs> and then he would skate like he would just grab the puck and the coach would be like, pass it, pass it. He's like, nope. 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 And, and sometimes like he would go into the other team's end and be so determined that he didn't want to pass it. He just wanted to score that he'd be like skating around for like 45 seconds just with mm-hmm. him on the puck leading them 
team around. And then he would score and he wouldn't celebrate with the rest of the team. Like he didn't know them as well as me. He would skate all the way back to my <laughs> net and, and be like, I told you, I told you I was going to score Taylor. And I was, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough, Dan, fair enough. <laughs> and he'd skate. Oh. He, was, he was a pleasure to have on the ice. And then like, as soon as he got off, it was like, all right, game face. I'm about to get a lot of shots my direction. He was, yeah, as the goalie, nothing was worse than like when the really good defenseman or forward or something was futzing around. And I'd be like, guys, please, please don't put me in that position because the other defenseman is like learn to skate level. Like he, he, I remember I like, I almost got genuinely upset at this guy once because like three times in the same game, they put him on defense for some reason. And he fell over trying to skate backwards and set me up for like multiple two on O's, which is just two guys skating towards me, passing back and forth. And I'm trying to mitigate that and like make most of the saves because they still weren't great players. And then he would skate back and be like, good, good save Taylor. And I'd be like, get the fuck off the ice. Get mm-hmm. off. Tell go tell him to put Dan in. He's like, Dan plays Dan <laughs> plays Dan? left Dan plays left wing. And I'd be like, I don't care. Let him play defense. Let him play. Don't kick him off. When Dan plays, I get water breaks. Dude, oh, I, I played B League hockey, right? In North Carolina. So this is not the high, it's like high school mm-hmm. level, probably talent. And uh we were in the championship game, the end of the season, last game of the year. There's no series in B League hockey, at least mm-hmm. where I played. One game, winner takes all. And the other team had a very good player. He was a professional hockey player the previous year. And when he did dangles and shit, we were just helpless to stop it. A defenseman should stop a forward, like, would you say two-thirds of the time? That's about right. Yeah, yeah, probably about that. Something like Hopefully that, yeah. Hopefully is good. Yeah. So this guy, a guy like me would stop him 10% of the time. Like, like not 66, but 10 He showed up to the last game of the year, the finals. And, and the, obviously, the... He to beat this whole team is to stop him. He was so fucking drunk he could barely stand for his team's <laughs> championship. He's using his stick as like a tripod. It's like he's a child learning to skate, and he was still pretty good. But yes. we won. <laughs> he crushed his stick, sir. After the second weird. Year- <laughs> he was the still pretty good. Player had really showed. I think oh, we the, would have lost. The, the, we the chasm, the absolute chasm of skill in men's league hockey is hilarious. Like you mm-hmm. can see the guys who were like, "I just wanted to be active," and then you can see the guys who were like, "Oh, that guy. Oh, he's wearing a a really ratty Boston College." jersey with boston college socks like he clearly played on like the best d1 school 10 years ago and then that guy will just run roughshod and then realizing that guy sucked like if you put that guy in the minor league of the na like the ahl he'd get butt fucked like the the skill difference is he uh that guy paul bissonette from spitting chicklets absolute bruiser like just all his whole job was to fight and be a good vibes guy He's mm. said that many times. He's like, people, they kept signing me with the Arizona Coyotes because I'm a great vibes guy. For me, mm-hmm. I, ask anybody who was on the Coyotes at that time, dude. Who was always DJ in the locker room? Who was keeping people amped up? <laughs> wow. It was me. I was amping people up. Ask anyone. I'm a great vibes guy. And during the lockout, like, he went and played in England, like an England professional league, like the highest league they have there. And like you check his stats playing in like the NHL and it's like, oh, he played 41 games and he had no goals, one assist, which means that like he probably punched a guy and then quickly (laughs) 
passed off to a better player and got lucky. And in like he was like Gretzky level stats professional <laughs> league in, in England where he was like, yeah, I played like 11 games, had like 25 points. It was, it was awesome. Like <laughs> scoring at will. Like, and it's like, yeah, no shit, dude. Like, yeah, that would be it, so much fun being <laughs> like, being like the lowest tier of a pro and then going to a worse league and kind of goosing your, your confidence dude, I, a bit. I don't mean to like, I really wasn't a special player or anything, but when I went down to the C league or the D league, I felt like that. Yeah. And not only could I like skate circles around people who couldn't skate, but because it takes place on skate, suddenly I'm like the, t- like a tough guy, you know, <laughs> like th- you have to understand it on like how good a skater you are translates into how well you would do in a fight where a big part of it is just grabbing the other guy's Jersey and sure. throwing them off balance. So these people who were poor skaters, it like, they also pose no physical threat. No, and no hockey threat. And it, it can be kind of fun to play against basically children. It's yeah. <laughs> it's like pub stomping. Yeah, it's pub stomping. But there were, uh, uh, I, I like to watch those sports uh, YouTube channels and like get the whole story of somebody. And I was learning about Jamarcus Russell, who's one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Um, just okay. an incredible player at the collegiate level and then kind of lost. They said that he could, on from his knees, he could throw the ball 70 yards. Wow, that can't be true. The coach is like, I saw him do it. I saw him do it. <laughs> well, I, swear, okay. I swear to God, it was just like that. I can't remember. It was either the coach of Alabama or like some somebody at the pro level. Mm-hmm. They're like, I saw him do it. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, just wouldn't work at all and got real fat and just just threw it all away. He had like a thirty million dollar guaranteed contract, so it's like thirty mils guaranteed. What? Fuck it. Fuck the other mm, twenty nine or whatever it was, it was, or thirty five or whatever it was. He um. They, the coaches said that they gave him a DVD once, and they're like, Jamarcus, look, we know you don't like your classwork. We've put, we put tomorrow's offense all on this DVD for We broke it down. It's 15 minutes, Jamarcus. What, memorize this for us tonight. This is you tomorrow. These are your plays. And next day, came around, Jamarcus, you watch the DVD? Did you, you get it all down? They're like, yeah, coach, got it all down. Easy peasy, no problem. Like, it was a blank DVD, Jamarcus. What the fuck are you doing to us, Jamarcus? <laughs> <laughs> it was blank. <laughs> it was blank. Didn't even put it in a, a, a piece of shit. Wouldn't put any more effort into like a job that pays you sixty million dollars. Oh my god, I would That's at least hilarious. be going to practice, right? Like I, I would at practice? least be trying. Wow, is, that, is this him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so hey, you keep guys in mind I... that's him with thirty million dollars <laughs> on yeah. the left. <laughs> on the just, left, just didn't that give is, a shit. That is the guy. You versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. Yeah. Um, yeah, look at he's got so he's drinking protein. Zach, can you find a picture of James Harden being fat? That we have a player, James Harden, and he's infamous. This is my team this year for demanding trades. And when he doesn't want to play for you, like his contract's not expired, he can't get a trade. Like all he can do is be terrible. This guy has quit mid-game where he'll like the ball will practically hit him in the feet rolling and he won't pick it up. Uh and and he'll show up this fat. Look at him. Oh, Look at fucking what? fatty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and this is how he demands trades. <laughs> Wait, is this like an aspect ratio thing? Like is I, he I, that looks that a fat? little stretched to me, but it is or true that like rather maybe he gets fat as fuck and makes teams not want him on there anymore. He's like, a quiet that's how, quitter in the That's how he NBA. forces he trades. He's quiet quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so dude. he's demanding a trade this year from the Sixers. And they're like, well, you know, we can't get a good player. We can't get 
no one will give us a player as good as you. Therefore, we're going to make you play this year. And this is what's in our future. Fucking he fat. Just, he just gets fat. And Dude, like a- when this guy moved, when he got traded from Houston, this is the guy where the strip clubs retired his number. It hangs in the rafters at those clubs. <laughs> Reddit did a breakdown. <laughs> oh, thanks, <laughs> Reddit did a breakdown. His numbers, are, like statistics are notably worse in cities where the strip clubs are rated higher. Like it, yeah, it impacts that, his yeah. game. Yeah, oh, that's, that's this guy. They, they got to trade him to certainly not New Orleans. I don't know. Utah, they have a team, right? The Utah Jazz. Look the at the jazz, best yeah. jazz player of all time. <laughs> I was looking at highest concentrations of bars, like bars per capita. Um, Wisconsin, my God, you people. Oh? What's wrong with you? Um, and New Orleans is on the guess. list. New Orleans is on a lot of those top lists. Like, also, if you look at, um, it's one of the most dangerous cities in the world. In the mm-hmm. world, it was like uh, they showed that map, and I don't even know why they zoomed out so much because it's just Mexico and New Orleans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are you showing the rest of America? Like, none of that even quali- qualifies. It's all just New Orleans and Mexico. It's like the scariest parts of Mexico and New Orleans for like dangerous. Mm. It was like murders per capita or unsolved murders per capita or something scary, something super scary. It is dirt. I don't know what's going on in Louisiana outside of New Orleans. Baton Rouge, I guess. I don't know what they're doing there. Right? Oh, I have no idea. I, I've never stopped anywhere outside. I mean, you know, like to eat, but I don't know what any of the other cities in New Orleans and uh what's that state called? Louisiana. Like. <laughs> what's that state called? Louisiana? <laughs> I would I would go back just for another like for a food tour because that food was incredible. Like I would go yeah. just just to like just to avoid Bourbon Street and go to that French area where all the restaurants are, that would yeah. be nice. It's well, it was Louisiana. Which well, one's yeah. Missouri? Is that the one two states above Louisiana? I think it well, is. Hang on, it is. Yeah. Do you guys not know all your states? I, I know all my that states. I do. <laughs> you know what? Touche. You're right. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I mean, you know where I stood recently? Do you see on the you know northeast northwest of Texas where four states are in one spot? There's yeah. a national monument there. And I went there and stood in all four states at one time. We were driving home from Utah. It was 18 miles out of the way. And uh my friend he called it icing or something. He's like, You want to add a little icing to this frosting? Or I was like, What? We're 18 miles away from this monument. And I had when I was five years old, five, one of my great aunts or something came along with a photo of herself standing on this monument. And somehow, 45 years ago, that set this desire to stand there that I've been like waiting on. I was supposed to do it last year on my Colorado trip where I broke my leg. But I had an issue with my front brakes and I had to hit like a dealership to help me fix mm-hmm. it. And uh, I missed that part of the trip because that's where the, the trip started. And uh, anyway... This year, I finally got to stand there. 45 years of waiting, and I did it. It was pretty mm. cool. We met a motorcycle. There was a motorcycle there. gang there, like all these guys on their Harleys and like patched shirts and stuff, and we talked to them for a while. I think yeah. there's a comedy movie where, <laughs> where someone commits a crime there, and then they're negotiating <laughs> with all four uh, jurisdictions. <laughs> yeah, they're like standing there and like negotiating with all four jurisdictions. Oh, really? <laughs> Who will lower the charges the lowest gets them? Zach, can you pull that picture up again? That I think I'm maybe I'm the only one who's super excited about this, but like No, no, no. I it, went too. Like like when did I, you when go drove, there? You've been there. I drove from Damn, Albuquerque the to uh to Denver and it was like look at uh, that. Yeah, why not? So the cameraman's in Utah and I don't know, New Mexico, Colorado, and Arizona, I think, are the other ones. Yeah. 
and you can stand in all four at one time. There's Man, a that is gift shop. There's so much sky there for for like if you yes. lived in a city your whole life, then mm-hmm. you just really don't know how big the sky and what the stars actually look like until you go somewhere like like that. Mm. Look at the horizon. How it just yeah, so crazy. It blew me away. Uh, Oklahoma has that where like I, I keep saying the same story, but you look in every direction. And the tallest thing spinning 360 is you. It's, I've heard that saying. Well, they, they, big sky country. Yeah. They, I don't I know where Montana big sky that. country is. That, okay. Yeah, that's Montana. Yeah. All right. Fair. But uh, <laughs> Oklahoma qualifies, I assure you. It's like where huge. I grew up in Georgia, there's not a lot of light pollution. But it wasn't until I went way out in the middle of Texas that I'd seen a, a starry night with zero light pollution. And it's like, wow, that's a lot of stars. And that's so air. many more stars than I knew that there were dry air you're right like i guess it, that that too it um it's oh, yeah. wild out there i would i would sit outside just smoking or drinking or whatever and just staring at the stars for a couple hours every night yeah. you can see the uh so the, the way the you can see the the milky way galaxy like you can see the the uh the concentration of the the stars in the galaxy like making that stripe through the middle do you really think constellations beautiful. are kind of bullshit? <laughs> yeah, clearly. What do you all right, what do you mean by bullshit? Clearly, okay. constellations are hey, that kind of looks like this or that. Let's name it this or that. See, I don't even say that. I don't even give me. it that. Here's, I don't even give how, it that credence. Well, let me checkmate you don't real look like quick shit. because different okay. civilizations have called the same constellation like similar animals through the years. Like everybody saw the grasshopper, right? I don't think so. I feel you think, like you think the Chinese totally were like, oh ones. no, that's the dragon, and then the the Europeans were like, oh, that's that's clearly the donkey man, and then the South Americans were like, that's the jaguar's paw. Come on, yeah. yeah. Like yes. the, I I, yes. I would imagine that like Orion's belt, whatever European came up with that one, is like probably the exact same thing as like hmm. the the Egyptian Medusa dragon or whatever the fuck. Like it's they, like they just don't look this. like anything. The Big Dipper looks a little bit like a measuring cup. Granted, checks out. Orion's belt, only the belt part, will pass as a belt. <laughs> After yeah. that, the rest of it all seems fucking made up. Yeah, it's, like, same, it's like if you can look a, anywhere in the open sky together, and redraw thing, right? it, because there's a billion stars, like if you can mm-hmm. see it, you can just make them anywhere. My, I'm not saying that those the imagined shapes aren't real, if you imagine it. But like okay. you can look at it's like uh, it's like looking at clouds, right? Like you might see something totally different than me. Doesn't mean that you don't see it, but it's we're guessing at it. And those constellations are kind of nonsense. Like look at the, like cancer. Does that look like a crab to you, or does it look like bullshit in the Dude, top? Cancer is right? literally the one I was looking up. I uh, where is oh top right? I don't see a crab in that in the slightest, not at all. No, Leo. Oh. And like, look at like, oh, that's kind of like a lion. No, there's a million other stars around it that you could just as easily have drawn to. Like, no one's looking at that and actually. Seeing. I bet if I bounce over to Virgo, I could draw a lion. Just I got to say, Leo, Leo yeah. being a lion is the closest to any of these being anything. Libra yeah. is closer to a crab than Cancer is. What is Libra? Trying to is draw that supposed a crab to be scales? Is fucking silly. <laughs> it, like that's. Dude, Taurus is a bull. What the fuck is that up there? That's none of this. These are okay. Trash. I see the horns. I see the horns to be fair, but man, we're reaching. Uh, yeah, it's really stupid stuff here. And like the reason that the Big Dipper works is because it's like, what is a ladle? It's really there's not much to a ladle. <laughs> when you try and throw a lion out there, a crab, a bull, uh, a, a set of legal scales, 
whatever. Hercules. Look at Hercules. The absolute balls of the guy who called that Hercules. Seven I'm stars kind of together I'm on the left. To know that that's not only just a that not only am I supposed to know that's a man, but a specific one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's and like that's it. It's really stupid because we we either need to totally ditch constellations and come up with a with like better constellations, or just admit it's been hokum nonsense the whole time. Oh, I got no one something. Can see that shit. You know, I'm okay with that. Um, is that? It, or something minor that's that's the little dipper right with the north star uh polaris or whatever at the end yes right yes the deal yeah i don't is know it, why, okay. why is the north star always in the same place just because we're star, always it doesn't move in the night sky, nah, nah, that's Adolf. a conspiracy it moves does it move? No. I just oh. <laughs> you could have had me. You could have... <laughs> it's like it moves small amounts depending on Maybe, the Borealis. Uh, I mean, are does Earth's axis change? Like the Yeah, it definitely the changes. It and so that's why I does don't it wobble in any significant way. We're maybe the North Star is not that precise. I don't know. Like oh. it's close to north. I've never understood that. Because yeah, our axis definitely moves I think around. It's I think it's because it's straight. Through the north, it's like north, north, like literally, like if you're in the North Pole, it's up from there. Because it's there, it doesn't matter that we are rotating. Because the rest of the night sky, if you watch one of those time lapse things, is clearly like moving but we don't, around. We us. don't just like go like this. Like we kind of, we have a little oscillation that way too. You know? Yeah, of, of of course we do, but not enough for the North Star not to be the North Star. Right? <laughs> These are better constellations. Oh fuck yeah, let's go Harry Potter constellation. I like that. <laughs> I like Paddington. That's actually <laughs> just, just the boots down there. That's good. These are better. They're they're actually no. I'm out. Mobot. That does, that's stupid. I like Usain Bolt. Yeah. Oh, the shark in my top left might be my very favorite. Attenborough. Uh, whale. I don't know why I call it a shark. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how. I like that. That North being Star Serena works. Williams is retarded. <laughs> yeah. Just call it. Kind call of. it racket. The rest of it, you all imagined. <laughs> She's yeah, got I mean, tits. <laughs> She's like well-defined lats on her left arm. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, this part of space is fucking stupid. Just admit it's a bunch of stars Dude. and they don't actually look like crabs and lions. I've been watching a ton of like physics and space videos on YouTube lately. And you know how the algorithm works. You get into something and it just helps sure. you dive deeper and deeper. And I'm discovering that I'm really not smart enough to learn <laughs> like it's it's holding me back i i watch a video about like the smallest objects known to man and uh i'm i walk away having learned 30 percent of what they taught me i'm just like i lacked the knowledge to learn this knowledge i think I, but i'm hoping yeah. if i keep watching these videos my percentage will rise I get it's like I'll YouTube start watching channel. stuff like that and like get sidetracked in my own head about shit they didn't even bring up where I'm like they're like this star has 70 planets around it. It's like, man, how does that work? That's a lot. How like do, this is I, the sort of so I guess they prove that the universe isn't real, right? And for something to be real, huh. they define it as it uh is the same whether you observe it or not. Okay. And they I can't explain this because I don't understand it, but there are these like pieces of matter where let's say it was a coin. If you get heads, I'll get tails. Boom. Every time we check yours, I have the opposite. And like, if I check mine first, you'll have tails. If you check yours first, I'll have heads. And um, these things can be far apart, hundreds of kilometers apart. 
And they're like, okay, well, since we've proven that Taylor observing his sets Woody's or vice versa, whichever one's observed first, then observing changes the state of this thing. It's not real. And that's that's how they define real. It's the same whether you observe it or not. Hmm. And uh, you go on a small enough level and these things aren't real anymore. And they're talking about it being a sim- By the way, this is Nobel Prize winning shit. This isn't Alex Jones level shit. This is like people win Nobel Prizes in physics to prove that the universe isn't real. And I'm like, I'm not getting it because it feels so real to me. It's definitely real. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's. Do we just not have the good enough equipment to like really analyze stuff that teeny? Because like. Sometimes you get over your skis, you know, thinking you can like yeah. observe stuff that you can't. Like, These are the same thoughts I have when I learn it. Like, well, are you sure what you're saying is right? And uh, who's yeah. the guy with the like really great British accent and really bad hair? He's been on the JRE a couple times. Not the uh, not David Attenborough. The, he's younger than that. I think he teaches at Oxford, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't listened to. Uh, a fancy British man on Rogan before. Is he a space, like a space and astrophysicist uh, or something? Yes. Brian Cox. Brian Cox is his name. Yes. Thank you. And uh, Brian, you got to check out Brian Cox on YouTube. He's okay. Uh, just He's such a genius. It's amazing. But in addition to being a genius, he's a really good teacher. So he can take regular people like me and help me understand a good bit of it. And like, Gravity isn't what I thought it is, but I don't know that I fully understand. Like, were you what? Were you what I think of as gravity, gravity, what? Taylor? I don't get gravity either. Like, yeah, like, gravity. I thought it was what Newton said, which is basically an object has mass, and when an object has mass, it pulls another object mm-hmm. towards it. Uh, if you have a lot of mass and I have a little mass, then you pull me towards you a lot, and I pull you towards me a little, and and it all makes sense. Apparently, gravity is not that simple. That. I'm supposed to visualize it like a heavy item on a cloth making a dip. And that's how they suck into each other. And I get a little lost. Oh, for sure. I'll think stuff like, like why, like like if we're locked with the moon, why aren't we like locked with the sun? It's so much bigger. You're talking about why isn't it locked all the, all the planets. So we're just kind of like always facing the same way towards the sun, you know? So your question is, why is the moon tidally hmm. locked to the Earth? I'm, no, I'm saying like that happened. So why doesn't like the sun, which is so much more powerful with gravity, why let doesn't me, it tidally lock like Mercury? Let me rephrase it. Is it that the same side of the moon always faces us? Why doesn't the same? Why don't we have the face the sun in the same yeah, direction? Like why doesn't the, the sun also lock us in in that way? Because it's acting on us much more powerfully than the moon, I would imagine. Got it. Do not have an answer. No, I understand I the question. I got that far. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like that's, that's, that's what I think about when I, I watch a space I don't video. Know I'm like, that I don't it, get it. But I don't know that it does act on us more than than the than we act on the moon because the distance and and the massiveness. Like I don't know what that equation looks like, right? Because the moon might be so be much close, bigger right? than us, but the moon is so much closer. The, the we're, I don't know. We're like six million miles or six billion miles from the sun or something. Something crazy. But the moon's right there, a quarter but we million get, miles away. Uh, we get like eclipses and stuff because like the moon and the sun kind of line up in that way, where like the relative size works out to create stuff like eclipses. That is a vast coincidence. That is completely coincidental. No, I, I, I agree. Like I'm just saying, like maybe like that makes me think like okay, maybe it's like acting on us about the same amount. Like that one's so much bigger. And so much further away, this one's teeny tiny in comparison and closer. Oh, I don't I understand how it works. I see why, why doesn't the sun lock like Jupiter in and shit? 
Or why doesn't Jupiter lock all of its moons in? Or maybe they are locked in. I don't know. I think that some planets are tidally locked because you hear about that. Like this on this planet, it's daytime all the time on one side and nighttime all the time on the other. Yeah. Like some are. I don't know how that happens or why that is the way it is. I have no idea. But I bet like a Google search would answer it in like 30 seconds. They'd be like, ah, some planets do this. We'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never Um, know. Yeah, that's just going to remain on. Or it might be some science guy doing what Woody's saying, where he's like, actually, none of it's real, moron. And it's like, no, it's definitely real. Your microscopes are Are just too shitty. When you talk about it not being real, are you? I think what, what you're talking about is First of all, the definition of real, like like being a little janky, but then on top of that, maybe the observer effect. Yeah. Are you, are you... So the universe is not either. locally real. There's a here's an article you can just maybe check the headline. Um, Nobel Prize winner proved that the universe isn't real locally, and beyond that, it's like it gets. You know what? You read this and you're off time and tell me if you walk away fully getting it. Maybe you will. Maybe you've got more background than I do. We don't. I'll read the first paragraph. I do want to read it, though. And see where that takes me. One of the more unsettling discoveries in the past half of the century is that the universe is not locally real. In this context, real means that objects have definite properties independent of observation. An apple can be read even if no one's looking. Local means that objects can be influenced by their surroundings and that any influence cannot travel faster than light. Investigations at the frontiers of quantum physics have found that these things cannot both be true. Instead, the evidence shows that objects are not influenced solely by their surroundings and they may also lack definite properties prior to measurement. And then it goes on and they'll probably be like that coin you know, analogy that I tried to make. But locally... Things seem to impact each other faster than the speed of light, meaning that observe observation changed it. And I get a little lost in the details. Yeah, I'm, been... I'm lost in it as well. But I think you're talking about like the observer effect and quantum entanglement, the, the idea that two yes. particles um, affect each other no matter their distance mm. from one another. So we could have one on Jupiter and one right here in my hand. And if I observe this one, it will always be white. And so the other one must be black on Jupiter. And so by observing this one, I've just sent a message to Jupiter faster than light, instantaneous, um, that black. And so if you could make a computer speak in that language, that that quantum entangled language and, and utilize entangled particles, we could instantly transcribe that in some sort of uh, a language, like a Morse code of blacks and whites or I thought ones and zeros faster than light. It's not moving. It's the fact that the two particles are connected by some sort of magic that we don't understand. And when we observe one of them, it, it will always be this one thing. And so that one Damn, has we don't to know be shit. the other thing. <laughs> yeah, but, but we Kyle's do because really we describing do it, it well. Uh, and, we can and... do it right here in the laboratory, like with this thing in our, with the two things right here that are completely away from one another, you know, brick wall, lead wall, do whatever you want. And it'll happen just like that. And no matter how much we increase the distance, it'll keep happening. It's called the observer effect. What, what kind and of it always blows my mind a little bit, kind of like trying to, for me, it's like trying to remember how that goddamn movie primer, how the, how the uh, <laughs> time travel works. If I watch two hours of videos, I'll be like, I oh, can't wait to explain this tomorrow. But right now I'm just, I've explained all I know. Yeah, and you did you did it really well. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and and that observer effect that we've done it on Earth, hundreds of kilometers apart, and observed that it works, and we don't know why. 
And then their explanation to mere mortals is that locally the universe isn't real, which is hard for me to swallow because it feels so real. I, I have my own definition of real that I've been using for a long time that yeah. doesn't like jive with theirs. And they, I, I've just been really into it, like on my YouTube rabbit hole. And like I keep saying to me, I don't get it. Interesting. I think what I some people either. say is that it is that maybe it has something to do with the idea that this is all a simulation. And so it doesn't matter. Look, first of all, Jupiter's not where Jupiter is. Okay. There, there is no Jupiter. Okay. Like you're in a simulation and there's a simulation of a Jupiter Favorite and they planet. think it's over there. So the idea of time <laughs> and this and the and the speed of life, none of that matters because it's all make believe in a in, you know in somebody else's uh you know um, simulation. If it is a simulation, it's a really good one. Like mm. actually, we is wouldn't it? even know. Don't like, you we, see we shit no all the time that doesn't make any fucking sense? Like, yeah, yeah, I get deja vu. You? Simulation's fucked up. I get Valentina Shevchenko yeah. didn't win the fight the other night. Apparently, definitely not a real world. Not in this oh, you universe. Know what? Did she, uh, did she do that? draw? The the they, again? they split draw. Get, look, they gave oh. to make it that that fucking cocksucker judge that they're always upset with made it a 10-8 in round five, and I didn't know who had won the round. It, it here's what oh. happened. Valentina was dominating in like the first minute. And she slipped or something, and the positions got quickly reversed, and the chick was on her back. And it it was like, oh, she kind of ground her down for the whole round. She was just on her back, being kind of mm -hmm. ineffective. It was not a 10-8. 10-8s are like a beatdown that you barely right. survive. Maybe they should have stopped it. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's, it, That's man, what a 10-8 often Exactly. Is. Yeah. So not only they made it this split draw thing. It made, I think it was a split draw. And... Um, it's like Mexican Independence Day. Was it a majority in... draw by chance? Is that? I don't remember no. exactly how it was. Okay, worded, okay. But, but it was a draw nonetheless. The Mexican fighter gets to keep her bell on Mexican Independence Day with the Mexican crowd. Mm. Shevchenko's like, this is horse shit, first of all. Let's do the, the, the three-peat in Kyrgyzstan on Kyrgyzstani Independence Day. It's coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> like, that only seems fair to me. That's the smart thing to do, right? Right. Mm. <laughs> I it forget was, who the was champ was. There was exciting. a champ that Brasso. defended their belt. It might have been Usman. And it was like a draw, a draw, and then they called it for Usman. And they're like, if you're a normal person, you're like, if two judges think it's a tie and the other judge thinks you won, then you won, right? It's yeah. as simple as that. But that's not how it really works. How it really works is if two call it a draw and one thinks you won, it's a draw. It's a majority draw. It doesn't matter that if you add up all the scores, one guy won. No, no, no. The majority of people agreed that it was a draw, a tie. Therefore, it's a tie. It didn't matter a ton because the champ was the one who got the tiebreaker, which doesn't break ties. Yeah, they keep the belt. <laughs> <laughs> and and because it was a draw, the champ stays champ, which is as good as a win, kinda. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't a win. Like they, you know, so they had to they're like, hey, you're still champ, but you didn't win. You draw, you tied. That was, but now that was you, upsetting. Didn't like that. Yeah. Didn't like that a bit. <clears throat> I was, that was frustrating. I really like that chick. I like when she wins. Oh, so uh, Zach put the score in there. Yeah. One had it 48-47 for the champ. One had it 48-47 for the challenger. And the other one had it as a draw. So I I guess that's a draw draw. And the champ yeah. holds the belt. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The problem is how they came up with the scores. Mm -hmm. like, just the 10-8 round is the egregious part. If you want to score some of those rounds, not Valentina's, I, I can't argue against that. Like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe you saw something I didn't, but you didn't see a 10-8 uh, in, 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 the, in the fifth round. It's just, Is that the, the biggest difference? There? Are there ever like 10-7s? Yeah. 
So so it's the scoring is a little fucked. We can either tie the round, we both get tens, right? Or it's ten nine, or which is like I beat you, you or ten eight. Ten eight is saying you barely made it, dude. You got slaughtered for five minutes straight. You were on mm -hmm. your back and he was on top. You're bleeding. You look hurt. Do you get the doctor in here? That's a ten eight. If <laughs> Do the doctor doctors like, come in after a ten eight round. Sevens I, I would love to see I, that. I don't stat. think I've ever seen one. Okay. You'd have to like truly be like barely gripping to life after a round. Right. A yeah. Round. Yeah. What are you talking about? Multiple ten. What was the question? He I said, do they ever do 10 seven? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't think that's a possibility. They've had multiple 10 eights. There's been, and they should go to like a, a two, a two of zero one, two system then. I don't know what they should do. There's been a lot of discussion about that. They use the boxing uh, uh, setup, and Colors, sometimes, depending on where they're fighting, they've got boxing judges in there that don't know what the fuck they're looking at. So they don't know yeah, what the man. techniques are even called. I mean, not that I know what all of them are called. Like, some of that stuff's funky, but they know less about mixed martial arts than the three of us here, and, and maybe hmm. a ton they, about boxing, and then they'll that judge that. sounds shit. like a joke, but space. it's not. Yeah, sometimes uh, judges literally know less than, like, you know. Us. Yeah, in, you know, interested fans. There, yeah. so and 7 is the thing. I looked it up. Uh, it's when one fighter completely overwhelms the other, and a stoppage is warranted. So ten seven means that they should have ended the fight, but didn't. Yeah, um, there's been plenty of those too. You know, yeah. Uh, corners need to be better about that. So like I, a ten seven means the ref's going to get fired for not doing his job. Yeah, so that's actually you know what I think they say. should. There do. have been refs who got fired for not ending fights. Okay. If I was king. Then I, it, maybe the ten point must ten point must system has enough legacy that we don't change it. But add decimals, add decimals. Suddenly, you know, if Taylor wallets me good, not ten eight, but you know, we'll give him a nine. And then mm -hmm. in the next round, I got the better of him, but not as much as he did me. Then uh, you know, you get a nine point five as the loser. So it's ten yeah. to nine point five, and, and now you know I only got like half a round on you. Yeah. It's, they should do something. They, I mean, like it's still in its infancy of a sport enough that they could totally revamp some stuff. Baseball just made changes. And UFC decimals. Could. Oh, I want to talk about the baseball changes real quick. Like the result, rather. You know, they did all of that crazy shit to baseball. The result was shorter games with more runs. <laughs> like that's like, big. Oh, that's big. It's it's shorter games with more runs. Like they they they. It's perfect what they did. Now a ton of the players are like, okay, but the postseason's coming. October's coming. So maybe give us more than two seconds to get ready at the and, and maybe we make eye contact and we all nod and then he throws because no, they no more that time. speed pitching stuff is frustrating a lot of people i think and they want more time for the postseason not the viewers i would imagine the viewers aren't frustrated by it yeah postseason baseball it's like one in the morning and you know you've got i mean most mm -hmm. people have work the next day and then there's another one the next night you know they're doing a whole fucking series it can it can be annoying. i'm a hundred percent sure every other sport it has a clock where the players are like, hey, you know, can you throw some extra time on there? You forced me to hurry. Yeah, that's what yeah. the clock was there for all along. <laughs> hurry the fuck up. You're a professional. And then I've there's like soccer system, which is just confusing to me, where I'll be watching yeah. soccer with a friend and I'll be like, oh, it's almost to 90. And then he'll be like, no, but it's plus eight, which means that we're going to they added about eight minutes and I'm like, really? So like, no one knows exactly when the game's gonna end. Yes. And he's like, no. Like, <laughs> they'll stop it next time something unimportant happens. Yes. Next time <laughs> you're in a position to, to score, we'll let you carry that out. If uh, if you're not, then it's time to end the game. Yeah, I was I I so so I don't know exactly. It's it was like the maybe the 1999 Caribbean Cup, something like that. Look, 
you could you could search Caribbean Cup scored on goal to win, and you'd find the story. So because I'm gonna butcher soccer rules, but basically, a team was two points in the tournament down. They needed two point two like wins, yeah, to get them the win in the overall tournament, and they're winning their current game. But a win will only get them one point, but an OT win gets them two. So they score their own goal. They score on themselves at the end to send it to OT. Smart. Then beat the other team in OT to get the two points and the whole Caribbean Cup. I love that. That's, that's that's make, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why would you? Why would you get more points for not defeating your opponent faster? I'm pretty regulation. sure I, I like described that correctly. If it, if it's a little janky, the the fact still remains. Scoring on themselves to go to OT got them uh, the I, the whole I thing. Get a kick out of that, like. I, I I don't know NFL football, right? I think I know the rules, and then it turns out like a third of the rules I've never seen before. And and you see guys like getting safeties on themselves on purpose in an effort to end the game, or they intentionally make like I guess if the ball is by the sideline and they stand out of bounds to touch the ball while they do it, that's better than just downing it there sometimes. But there's a YouTube thing, like you know, like well, yeah, the clock stops. They run out of bounds well. The clock stops. Whereas this is the, on a kickoff, and I think it's a little more uh, than that. Um, but uh, but yeah, any it's like you know NFL. There's plays, a lot of clock uh, management. Two hundred IQ plays, and yeah, they. Speaking of football plays, Taylor's Mizzou. What are y'all? The Bulldogs? Or what are y'all? Tigers. The Tigers. That's right. The, the Tigers. <laughs> the Mizzou Tigers. Um, they said what not just also the a Mizzou record when when he told me like yeah we won our last game I don't know why we're not higher in the polls and so I started digging because I was curious because they're three and zero and they beat a ranked opponent last week or the week before whenever yeah, it was time yeah. to get and, a number and I started looking up he's like yeah our fat ass kickers the man he 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 kicked a sixty one yarder for the win and I was like whoa a sixty one yarder that's got to be a record and I looked it up not only is it a Mizzou Tigers record. It's an SEC record. Yeah. <laughs> 61 yards is insanity. Like 51 mm. is insanity. It's like, holy shit, 51. Dude, wow. he kicked like a 55 last year. The dude's 5'11, <laughs> 246. They call him the, the, the thicker kicker. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's killing, slaying at Mizzou, I would imagine, right now. And yeah, we're gonna ride the thicker kicker as long as we can. He's he's our best well, player. To my I wonder what, what is NFL not have a tight game like. with you this year, but if we've got to do with the thicker kicker, putting three extra on the board every now and then. <laughs> Hell yeah! Holy shit! Yeah, oh, gonna get it. Oh, <laughs> he's testing oh the tensile strength of that jersey. Look at that! That <laughs> my god, he is. That's a guy who is like, he like didn't even Ooh. wait to be. Like the Georgia championship team, he was—he's eating wings like game three, mid game <laughs> on the sidelines. That's just what he does to fuel up. So, yeah, not—he's that's like most kickers are not that fat, but I—it's clearly helping him get a big fat pendulous foot swinging down. I'm and okay with it. Yeah, Look, I don't know the strongest kicker in the SEC, squatting and stuff. Say that again. I, I didn't hear that. Well, I was saying I would imagine he's like because most kickers are small guys. Like he's a strong guy that's got to help, like want, make you kick further. <laughs> I wonder is this going to hurt his scouting? No, like, he he's one hundred percent going to make it to the NFL like, off 61? the fact that like last year he kicked like multiple 
50 yard plus this year. Mm-hmm. He just kicked a 61. Like how's this? He will get drafted because I like, like so he will get drafted. I he is apparently he's, our best player. Like, and well, he is always hit. Like he doesn't miss often. He gets, he's your best player. Does he get the most pussy? I'm really curious about that. Like there has to be some does. gold digger. Who's like, this is an NFL contract. I'm fucking, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I want this, this wide receiver might be way more fit and better in bed. But there's no NFL contract in this guy's future. Yeah. The thicker kicker, that's my meal ticket. I feel like the thicker kicker is probably the only member of Mizzou who could play for Georgia and and do well. I guess because so, appa- yeah. I was reading some thread online that like people were kind of like, how on earth does Mizzou have this guy? And I guess other people didn't want to roll with him because he was fat. And they like, like this isn't how they're supposed to look. Like this isn't what kickers look like. And apparently it is. They get well, the big fat asses now, I out will there say and this. swing their leg. If if you've got if there's one guy who's who's you know the same consistency, you know, just as good or close, but he's also fit and fast. And if he has to, he could stop a run back or something. Like he's the guy who could run and like lay, lay hands somebody on an emergency. Mm. Or maybe he he plays like two positions. Like I don't know if your guy's just for field goals. Like does he punt? And and do like like the kickoff kickoff you know to start games because yeah if you've got one guy who does all those things I'm sure that's a, a plus too certainly in the NFL you would imagine hmm. I don't know yeah Pat um, McAfee he, of course everyone knows him yeah he was really he good. lied I, I I'm gonna get this a little close but I guess he was good at field goals and not kickoffs or vice versa it was like he was only good oh. at one of them and. uh when he was like, he got drafted, and as he's trying out, they asked him if he could do both, and he lied and said yes. And then when game started, he's like, actually, and they're like, well, figure it out. <laughs> we hired you for this job. <laughs> and he had to. He's like, yeah, I'm he really good at clean. half of my job. <laughs> he had to literally come clean, and I, and and you got to respect him for that because somebody like that other guy I was talking about that wouldn't watch the DVD, he would have just lied and just been mm. bad. But he, he's like, coach, I gotta be honest. Um, I've never kicked off before, not since high school. High school, I kicked off. You're like, wait, what? You, but you know how? In theory, <laughs> yeah. I am we a kicker. Really, yeah. We should really bring somebody in, though, if I'm going to be doing this against, you know, like fucking Dallas. Because <laughs> 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 they're professionals, like, too. You know, they're, <laughs> I don't think that they're, they're guys like learning how to do it right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't want to kick off to a team of world beaters, and that's what this whole league's made of. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah, right. Dude, the uh, NFL, I remember that debate so from like years ago where people were like, this was probably eight years ago when I heard people being like, Alabama could definitely take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it was like, no, they would, it would be a brutal maiming. Every member of Alabama would be grievously injured by the end of the half. Like they, it wouldn't like you're insane. If you, it's like, man, look at this really good Alabama O lineman. He's 360 pounds. That's almost 40 pounds lighter than the smallest D lineman who's been mm-hmm. doing this for five years and is roided up. Like, like no, you're going to get brutalized by that. It's, it's cool, the difference in skill. And that also makes college more interesting to me. Like, I'm not a football fan. I don't really watch it. But I'd rather watch the shorter career of the college kids because there's going to be upsets. There's going to be, like, pressure getting to them and mistakes and shit like that it's it's more riveting than than the pros i pull well, for they, nc state right which historically is on the same level as mizzou it sounds like we're not as good this year but you know if you go over the 10 mm-hmm. years we probably have similar teams are you ranked 
not this year, I don't think, but we're ranked. Are they? <laughs> we're we're receiving votes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we lost a game. Uh, Notre Dame beat us. Anyway, that was our chance to win, I think, a ranking. But uh, uh, what? Like, so what happens is we'll go through and be like, all right, we're playing Virginia. Yeah, we can beat them. Fuck them. Who gives a fuck about Virginia? And then it comes along and it's like, yeah, UNC, Duke, we're going to kill them. And then we go up against like Clemson. And it's like, man, I, I hope no one gets hurt. Does this seem yeah. fair to you? This doesn't seem <laughs> fair to me. <laughs> That's college, man. Yeah. That's how Mizzou feels. It's like, we're going to butt fuck Vanderbilt. And then mm-hmm. hopefully we keep it tight with Georgia. And they're like, maybe yes. we'll even win. And it's like, well, don't be dumb. We're not going to yeah, win. Yeah. But like, what, what we, if like, this we, game at the every like snap, we all turtle up, right? Like on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> that way we'll be safe. Well, it still counts as one loss. That that's the, the middle. That's, yeah, like little Giants. Honestly, one time. If I were going to play against, I don't know, the Georgia. Let's have some fun out there, you know. Like, like maybe you could even talk to the other coach for and look. <clears throat> nothing but trick plays tonight, Donnie. There's no need for you to to hurt us. All right? Could you could you send your second string in? That is your second string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So scary at Georgia. It's really fun. What our um, y'all don't follow Georgia's off season, but no. it was a scary off season because I'm exaggerating, but like. Half a dozen of our good players got speeding tickets or drunk driving or hit and run arrests. And here's why they have, and I don't follow the draft. I don't follow NCAA stuff as much as I should, but the NIL money or whatever that shit is, where where they're now getting a piece of the pie when they're still in school. (laughs) And instead of being broke college kids focusing on their game so they can eventually make money, (laughs) they're getting like quarter million dollar checks a month or something like that. And it's like, yeah, give me a track hawk. Yeah, give me that Ferrari. Give me this. Give me that. And so all of these 18, 19 year olds are driving five, six, seven, eight hundred horsepower vehicles through Athens, Georgia. <laughs> Drunk. Drunk. I know y'all maybe y'all haven't been to Athens. Not a lot of big no. not a place to drive fast. It's not a good place to drive fast. It's just it they keep getting in trouble and it was a real scary off season i don't think we lost lost anybody but it's one of those things we're like y'all can't do this again like everybody's on their second or third last chance (laughs) (laughs) the the cops are just like yeah you were they were drag racing with guns but they're really good well what are we going to lose to alabama it's finally our turn (laughs) have you seen a jump (laughs) no alabama shit is lost They're, they're like rank 13 now they're way Lost down. They Texas, they can't even they can't even sniff Georgia anymore. They could my lose to anyone, but they could beat anyone. Yeah. So Alabama's like out of contention. If you have, like the way it works, they're just out, right? It, they could win out, and uh, I don't think that they could get back into the national title picture after losing to Texas like that, which is beautiful to me. It's delicious. It means if we don't win, it'll be a it'll be upsetting because I, I don't. Should. You might yeah. not remember it, but when we won the title last year. The coach came out back in front of the fans and he went and they all cheered. He held up the number one and then he held up two and they all cheered <laughs> louder. And then he turned back around and he went three and they went crazy. <laughs> and, and so the expectations, as stupid as it is, is to is to win three national titles in a row this year. And anything less is a letdown. Hmm. But as long as Alabama doesn't win one, I won't be like legitimately upset. Like as long as we get like a, a good bowl game, maybe we're fourth at the end of the year. We, we might mm. lose some tough game to somebody. I don't know. It could happen. We don't have to win three in a row, 
But as long as Al- as long as Alabama loses, but if Alabama won one and, and we lost it to them, that would be too much. Are I they on your schedule? That. No. Yeah. yeah. They have to win out. They they have to like do that do really well to just get to get the to opportunity to play us. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. they're from the West. We're from the East. It's not like we're on some special thing. But Georgia's schedule this year is Alabama very un- from the West. <laughs> West, Western, West, West of the SEC. SEC. Yeah. Yeah. They, they weren't um, on the four states I stood in. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Georgia only really has one really tough game, and that's Mizzou. Georgia, the only team, tough game. the only team uh, that's kept it close with Georgia in two years is true. University it's, it's of true. Missouri. Um, I, I imagine that that there will be a speech before the game where it's like, "Hey, remember what happened last year." Where it looked kind of rough at halftime. Let's not do that again. Let's let's get our shit together and 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 show these guys they're they're not even a second rate team. I feel like that will be said at some point. Get they Deion wouldn't say Sanders that publicly. Pinch Aww. hit the speech. We are absolutely <laughs> a middling SEC team. <laughs> Don't put us in the conversation with fucking Vanderbilt and <laughs> and South Carolina. You're about to play Vanderbilt in like a week or two. And now we're gonna lose. Now yeah. Vanderbilt. And, and after Vandy, then you got to play LSU October seventh. I think that's a rough game. We do well oh, against if, LSU. If it if is I an L- if it's in the swamp, as they say, I'm gonna have to put some money on LSU. I'll, I'll gamble with you oh. for that game. Okay, that'll be fun. We'll do that. <laughs> Those yeah. SEC games. And by like- the way, I just checked the all-time <clears throat> SEC win rate of Georgia versus Mizzou is only ninety percent. So that's. We've got one win. They 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 started keeping score before slavery was abolished. So no, 2012 <laughs> is when the, that, that goes back to the last oh, okay, ten fair. times we have like been. I said <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly routed. That's like the Mizzou football team. Like dream is like just keeping it tight with like the Alabamas and the Georgia. I guess we we're not we don't really play Alabama because they're not in our our side. Georgia's the annoying as shit team we have to deal with every year. And we never win except for once. You kept it really but we have better. Out. We have way better jerseys than you guys, so it's good. I strongly disagree. Our uh, our black our away jerseys, the black ones, are they do like blackout night when they when they do that. Those are pretty fucking cool. I like the Mizzou blackout ones. Black and gold are neat colors. I really don't like Alabama's jerseys. I always, for years, have saw them and been like, "This is like like Forrest Gump level jersey." Like it's just not good. Like they're such a storied franchise. Or I like them a it. little vintage. Like I like Penn State too. You know, just I don't know what they look like. If the I'm recalling, I think jerseys. that I like Notre Dame has some cool ones. I've always thought they have. They have like, that helmet, they have like the like, Saint thing on them, or something. They, like they that. paint them USC. gold every game, and they get all scratched up. And it's pretty uh, cool. yeah, USC, the you know Southern California, not South Carolina. They have really cool jersey with the with the Trojan thing on the helmets. Mm. I like those. It's like a Georgia could put peaches on there, right? Ones that look like butts would be fun. Yeah. That's yeah. more like Georgia. Or, Tech, or peanuts, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what those are the two foods of Georgia peanuts and peaches, right? And chicken. And chicken. Well, everybody loves chicken. Can't, can't see that. Chicken. It'd be fun to put chickens on there. No one has chickens on their helmets. What about the Gamecocks? Okay. <laughs> not, not a lot of people have chickens on their I, I didn't know there'd be chicken helmets. <laughs> is it is that what South that's South Carolina? Gamecocks? Yeah, South Carolina yeah, Gamecocks. Gamecocks. Yep. I, dude, their uh gear was super like popular in my high Cocky. school. Everyone loved cock stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a funny name. 
Yeah, the the go Cox hat was like I don't know, like college hats are still in style, but back in the nineties they were, and go Cox was a big one. Who beats Georgia the most? Other than other than Alabama, I looked up like I was trying to find like the biggest upsets in UGA history, and my God, it is there's no one on the list but Alabama. Like Hmm. it's just Bama over and over Uh, and Florida. Florida was a real problem when I was like 16, 17, 18, 19. Actually, like 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 through the that's those were the Tim Tebow years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, that was a rough time. That was a rough time for us. <laughs> but now it's your day in the sun. Alabama's yeah. faded. Florida's a distant See, memory. Weird, or I guess though. Florida like, still like, gives you trouble, right? Which of these is worse? Like, 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 really think about it. If your team is good, like pretty fucking good, the problem is your rival is great. And yeah. so you don't even get your shot. You should be in the championship game, like rolling the dice with the big dog from the other conference. But because your rival at home, like right next door is great, you don't even get your shot. And that's what it was like for multiple years when it was Matthew Stafford at Georgia and Tim Tebow down in Florida. Because we'd go play them and they'd shit on us. And we'd go from ranked, you know, top 10 to ranked top 15, top 20. And then the whole year we'd climb our way back. And then the year we'd get shit on by BCS scoring or something. Every year that happened. Every year that happened. It was upsetting. (laughs) I'm glad that guy's playing minor league baseball or fucking hitting on Christian girls at some summer camp he runs or some shit. Now. Oh, I thought he was like a a common a football commentator now. He's had a few jobs. I mean, you know, he's. I'm just glad he's not throwing a goddamn football. Well, he he wasn't good enough for the NFL, or he, his style didn't translate to the NFL, right? Exactly, and Matthew Stafford, Stafford's did. He went and played for the Lions. I don't know where he's playing now. If he Are is, the, is your professional stuff. football team good? Are the Falcons good? Actually, we we fucked Green Bay up this week, and it came out of nowhere. Green Bay fans got—I'm sure the guy, the people in Green Bay were juiced up when they saw Aaron Rodgers fucking go down in Philly because mm-hmm. they all the tweets coming out of Green Bay with this New York. Aaron Rodgers 2023 highlight, and it's just him running out of the tunnel with the American flag, and then they go, <laughs> "That's it." because fuck you Aaron Rodgers fuck you (laughs) and then they had to stomach a beating from the Falcons which had to temper that a little bit it wasn't a beating it was an eking out and uh but it wasn't supposed to happen so yeah the Falcons are 2-0 um nice but also he has the best record in the NFL not going anywhere with that Chiefs have already lost one this year so they got to round it back up Hmm. yeah yeah no I don't count on the Falcons to do anything aside from humiliate and embarrass the city of Atlanta well, the Braves will pull you out of it. The the Cardinals, I checked, they're barely gonna miss the playoffs. Just that's not accurate. They just are seventeen by... games out. <laughs> just, <laughs> no, it, it could be it could be any number of games. And, uh, <laughs> and so I'm going all in. I'm gonna buy a Braves hat, my second favorite team. Gonna gonna hope for because I want a championship. Because the Blues are gonna be dog shit again this so year. So Philly is gonna make the playoffs. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll see. They're playing Atlanta to, in 24 minutes. They've got a two or three game set with Atlanta. And then Atlanta's got like six, like a three game with the with Washington and then somebody else. Then uh, two or three with the Cubs and then two or three more with the with Washington again. To, we should uh, make a deal. We'll give you some home runs if you give us the W. I don't think you have any choice uh, in the matter. I think we'll take <laughs> our home runs and the W as well. Yes. <laughs> you're going to just run up. And you'll have nothing. Tonight. 
I feel like <laughs> Wings of Redemption, negotiating for position of weakness. You no, no, no. Nothing. <laughs> Zero. Nil. Let's, let's predetermine that. <laughs> Dude, the, uh, the, the, the St. Louis Blues like actually do a great job with like their their on screen like mid game like poking fun and shit like they they do good lookalikes and everything and they used to play that Willy Wonka clip like when the other team would like fuck up a like a penalty shot or something so they'd like go in and then the Blues goalie saves it and then they play that just that part it's like you lose good day sir you get nothing nothing and I was like that's that's fine. actually. I look. We just played the Braves, and we stomped you seven one. Oh, the shame! <laughs> the shame of Louis- well, Philly's Tuesday, a good right? team. You I said, think we so played tonight. That was <laughs> good taste. Wait, I think that was tonight. That was today. That game I'm talking about. Oh, no, no, no. We we do play tonight. PM. You're right. The story was written today, and it confused me. So it must Is have that been story real from the future. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we play in 23 minutes. We'll see what happens. They're calling it um, predictive journalism, and it's ruining people's abilities like the, to follow sports. <laughs> the minority report of uh, ESPN. Now, I, um, I'm sure they've given us quite a few losses. It's always been decent. I, I can't. Oh, here it is. This is the scores from yesterday, seven to one. Fair. So tonight we play again, and uh, I don't know. I hope we win again. We'll see. I just hope we set that record. We're, you know. That'd be cool. You should have taken the deal. They only got one home run. Oh my god! Dude, can you, can, I can't is it too late to get a hold of them? Name, I can't even pick which member of the Braves I hope hits the winning dinger. I can't oh. even pick. I love so many of them. There's right, right. just Fred I, McGriff. I, I, there's there's Fred McGriff. Yeah, uh-huh. they, they call him Johnny Baseball. There's Marky Grissom. Marky Grissom. Marky Grissom. Yeah, you don't have to tell me, brother. Chipper Jones. <laughs> there's the Jones boys, Andrew and Chipper. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got a mm-hmm. uh, Javi Lopez behind the plate, and um, uh, who is uh, at first pa- base? Uh, Pedro Martinez. By the way, this is the team from 1996. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, <laughs> like down the line. This- <laughs> Let's <at you. laughs> uh, there's the wheelchair. There's wheels. Uh, there's, uh, they traded Pedro Javi Lopez Martinez. to the Orioles in like 2000. <laughs> I was naming oh, people from backyard baseball. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Long time ago. Anyway, um, we should probably wrap up. I gotta yes. continue my day. My dinner's probably getting cold. PKN 474.